0: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I am so delighted to be back with you again. So now back home, well, as I'm recording this, we're not quite home yet, but uh, we'll be very, very shortly, and it's still snowing. Every time I look at my Nest Cam, it's snowing. So I'm thinking that maybe we should have stayed down south in the beautiful state of Texas in Hill Country until at least July, because I have a feeling that it's going to be another month at least before the snow finally all disappears. I mean, certainly the temperature isn't going up very much, but you know that it is what it is. And I know the only way to go is up. And when the temperature does rise at home, it is absolutely gorgeous. I need this time to spend on my garden because that's what my rental guests are going to be looking out on from their bedroom window because I will be starting to list my ground floor apartment uh, in in the next few weeks. And I will share that with you once it's, it's up and running because it's been a long time since I set one of these up from scratch. I've got to go back to the drawing board again and relearn a lot of things and also learn some new things because the business is changing. It's changing all the time. Expectations are rising. What was considered acceptable maybe five years ago is not perhaps acceptable anymore, certainly to a a wide range of guests who have experienced many different types of vacation rentals by now. You know, way back 10, 15 years ago, there were so many new guests coming in for the the first time, experiencing what a vacation rental was about for the very first time. I'm not saying that setting the bar low was a good thing, but really you could set the bar at any level and people were generally going to be happy because they hadn't really experienced it before. But what we have now is a lot of experienced guests who are bringing with them memories of of the best places they've stayed in. And those bars are getting set higher and higher and we have to achieve them or we're not going to get the reviews. So who do you turn to when you start all over again or or when you want a refresher as to what hospitality is all about today? And I go to Alana Schroeder from the distinguishedguest.com. Alana is a very experienced host and owner. She has a property on Kauai that has so many amazing reviews because she piles all her expertise into this property and definitely walks the talk. So recently, or just going back to the latter part of 2018, Alana created a hospitality survey, which asked respondents a whole bunch of questions about what they do to be successful in this business. And this was nothing to do with marketing or social media or automating emails or anything like that. It was simply things like, you know, how many toilet rolls do you provide? What sort of sheets do you put in your property? And, and questions like that. And these are the questions we don't see answered a lot unless you spend a lot of time on Facebook groups. So we'll talk a little later about Alana's modern hospitality guide. Until then, let's just go on over to the interview with Alana and let her explain to you why she did the survey and some of the results that came from it. And uh, it's all very interesting. So without further ado, let's go for it. I'm delighted to have with me today Alana Schroeder of the Distinguished Guests. And for those of you who are listening who've been to VRMA conferences or to VRSS in the past, I am quite sure you will have met Alana and she's been on the podcast before, so you've probably heard her too. And I'm just delighted to have her back with me. So good morning. You're in California. I'm currently in Texas and uh, and I'm sure it's still morning for you. Yeah,
1: it is. Thanks so much for having me, Heather. It's great to be back on the podcast and um, touch bases with you again. So much has changed, I think, since the last time we spoke.
0: Yeah, I'd love to catch up with that because so the last time we spoke, I think, you know, I, you, you were running the Distinguished Guest as, as a, a place where we could come and get our linens, which is what I got from you. And I'm still using those linens. They are just amazing. But things have, things have changed since then. So why don't you just catch, up, catch us up on where you are now?
1: Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, I mean, I obviously started this five or six years ago with the intentions of, you know, building this amazing store, which I I think I actually was able to accomplish, but then had some complications with my shading vendor. Um, They ended up partnering with Airbnb Uh, to some extent. I think that they were going to open a host shop. I'm not sure what's happening with that. Um, And they actually started their own business. So without a sheeting vendor, it made it really hard to sell linens. But um, now I'm transitioning more to an information portal. I mean, my goal at the beginning was to really just bring good products and good value to vacation rental owners. So with that in mind, I transition my website to become more of a resource guide for vacation rental owners, managers, and hosts. And then just kind of adding another section, which is education, where I share um, a lot of the best practices that I've learned over the last 10 years um, in hosting. And, you know, really just trying to share that with new owners and hosts so that they have a place to get started when they are starting out in this journey. Because as you know, we learn as we go in life. And so if I could allow these folks to skip some of the learning lessons that I've had over the last 10 years and fast forward them um, with some education, you know, I'm trying to do that. So created a couple new guides. One is a modern hospitality guide and there's really nothing out there like that in this market. So I think it's gonna be a really, you know, helpful Piece of information for vacation rental owners, managers, and hosts. So yeah, so in that I, uh, on my website, I'm also linking to some of my favorite products, so that owners know where to go. So I'm still able to connect them with product. And what I really focus on is hospitality product, right? Product that has sustained the rigors of hotels and is going to last. So I just won't recommend any product. It has to be a very specific product with hospitality in mind. So I would say 90% of the stuff that I'm gonna review or you're gonna find on my new website that's an information portal is gonna be hospitality product. And um, I'm not sure if you've been on the website Lately, but I'm adding a list of all of my favorite vacation rental vendors also going to add, you know, different manufacturers of Hospitality products and the next thing I'm working on is a wholesaling linen guide This is going to be a free downloadable um, Guide that anybody can just download off the website and it's going to really teach people how to Wholesale linens and buy linens and whether or not that's right for you.
0: So that's just great. You know, it, there's so much out there on the web about vacation, you know, in vacation rental education that concentrates on marketing and marketing alone and, you know, how, how you do your listing, how you use uh, OTAs and channel management and that sort of thing. But you're absolutely right. There is so little out there that says, says to people, well, okay. You can put a listing online, but what do you have to do operationally within the property to bring those best reviews? And I think, I think this is sorely needed.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And the one thing with linens, and I'm sure you've been in this boat, is that you go out and you search, you know, anything online for linens and you just get thousands and thousands of products that come up, right? And not all of them are quality controlled or are going to last. And so that's what I hope to bring to the table is a third party who's out there, who's tried this product successfully in their vacation all, so that these owners can go to my website and say, okay, this has worked for her or she's touched this. She knows this product. I will buy off somebody's recommendation rather than just buying anything off of Amazon. Right. I mean, you just don't know.
0: Oh, I know. And I, and I know from, from my experience of, you know, well, well, I'll just go out to the store and get, get something and you might find something that's absolutely wonderful, but then go back and try and find it again. And <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard to replace something that's really, and I, and I've got a, a dozen or so sets of sheets that I out of which I probably absolutely love one or two and I don't know where I got them from and I can't you know I must have cut the labels off at the start for some some reason <laughs> so, so so this is this is such a great um a great service to offer the other thing I want to talk about is your hospitality survey because this is something else that hasn't been done And that is to ask uh, owners and managers about all aspects of hospitality that that we really need to know. You know, should we be providing shampoos and shower gels? And if so, should we provide the big ones or the small ones? And uh, what types of linens, as we've discussed? What about toilet rolls? How many, you know, all these different things that... Come together to create a perfect hospitality product, so can you tell me a little bit about you know, why you kicked off this hospitality survey? Who contributed to it, and what the results were? You know,
1: I was obviously in a really kind of down state after you know my whole debacle with my sheeting vendor. And at that point, I just had no idea what I was going to do. But, you know, I mean, I love this industry and wanted to continue to contribute. So really not knowing what my vision was at the time or where I was headed, I just came up with this idea. I'm like, you know what? I want to know what other people are doing because there are no set standards. In the world of hotels and that side of hospitality, there are basic standards that, and protocols that these hotels are following, and it's probably pretty consistent across different brands. So I just thought to myself, huh, this is really interesting. I think I'll just create a survey and see what other owners and hosts are doing, you know, I have to say it's not the perfect recipe for everyone. There are some outliers. So some properties, you know, will not fall into these categories for different types of constraints. Um, you might have a treehouse, so you might not be able to provide rolls and rolls of toilet paper and paper towel, right? So I want to just clarify that there are outliers. And when going through the survey, it's kind of important to keep that in mind On a whole, it was really interesting to see some of the results. And what it also made me realize is that there were some areas that I was falling short in as well. So, yeah, it was interesting to just let my peers do the talking um, and see where the results came out.
0: Let's start with how many people did you survey? How many responses did you get? Total
1: was 691 people responded to the survey. So that was actually a really, really amazing response. Um, It was definitely hard work, but um, we started this I think in October last year, and then just shut the survey down once we posted the results. So we had quite a bit of people respond to it. And it's something that I'd love to do every two or three years, just to see if, if things end up changing.
0: I'll I'll put a link to your website um the com, because there is a page with the hospitality quiz results on there. Let's let's kick off with were there any surprising was there anything really surprising to you?
1: Um well I'll just start with the respondents we which I thought was interesting and I would say that most of the my community are whole house vacation rental owners. So within the 791 we had about 72% who were whole house vacation rental owners, 13% are property managers, 9% are home sharing hosts. And then within that, 69% of the people have been in business for five years or less. I thought that was a really interesting statistic. That just shows you how new this business really is. And then the remaining 31% were people who have been doing this for six to 10 years. There were a couple things that really stood out to me. How many people are leaving some sort of welcome gift behind? That to me was um, a really interesting statistic that came up. I personally don't do that at my vacation rental in Kauai because logistically that can be challenging and I don't like to leave out food and things like that. Um, I also don't like to leave alcohol just because you never know from that standpoint. I do provide gifts to repeat guests who stay at my place and then those that are celebrating a special occasion. But it was really just a really nice gesture to find out that um, 57% of the people who responded to the survey are leaving a a welcome basket or gift of some sort for their guests.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that and I found that was a little surprising as well because I know, you know, for, for, certainly for, for property managers, it's one of those things that it's tough to, to scale and, unless you have all your cleaning staff t- totally responsive to what exactly goes in each property. It's a tough one. So did, did they say what they were leaving or, was, or did you just just ask if there was a welcome basket of, of any nature?
1: You know, it was all over the place. Some people did leave comments. So in some cases, it was wine, you know, coffee and a coffee basket with coffee and tea and things like that, fruit baskets and, um, you know, local treats and goodies. So really kind of ran the spectrum. But for me, I thought, oh, you know, how could I implement this based on my constraints? And so I'm going to actually... Uh, order some tumblers, some plastic tumblers with my logo on it and my property information and, you know, website address and social accounts uh, because people take those to the pool and you're not allowed to have glass at the pool. So it's like, oh, great. And if they leave them behind at the pool, it's like extra advertising for me. So for me, that could be a little gift people could take home with them without leaving food or, you know, something perishable for the guests.
0: We've all been to other people's vacation rentals. I, I've been party to a number of different gifts that have been left and I guess it all comes back to the presentation that I did with I've done with Tyanne and Jessica and Andy about love languages it was interesting because uh, receiving gifts is not my primary love language so if somebody leaves me a gift basket it barely registers whereas if somebody takes some time to do something that impact the overall enjoyment of my my vacation, I'm going to have far more response to that. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting that you point that out because I'm like you, I would rather get some like nugget of knowledge or piece of information or some sort of affirmation. So maybe that's why I've never left gift baskets because, you know, I'm thinking about my own (laughs) love language versus my guests. So yeah, it's
0: definitely an interesting balance for sure. I think what we were saying in that in that presentation on love languages was you you don't know what your guests' love languages are, so you need to touch on every single one of them. So there could be somebody in a group that where their primary love language is uh, receiving gifts, so they would love the gift basket, but you've got to make sure that's not the only thing you're doing on the hospitality line. You've got to make sure that you are appealing to all the other love languages as well. If you're sitting there thinking or listening to this and thinking, what is she talking about? Then I will put a link to the episode that I did with Tyanne where we actually talked about love languages and what they actually mean. But to me, it's more important that if I have a dripping tap that's annoying me, that somebody comes straight out to deal with it. So, you know, it's making it was making sure that every one of the love languages is covered. So there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with leaving a, a welcome basket, but it's just it's one of a range of components that come together to create a hospitality package. Would you agree? I totally agree. I think you're, you guys are spot on with that.
1: Can I jump okay. in and give you another one that surprised me? Over two thirds of hosts are providing a brand new sponge and dish soap for incoming guests. So this one is always been one of my like little pet peeves, right? I mean, I don't want to get to a vacation rental and have a sponge that somebody else has used that smells, right? Oh. So, and I always like my dish soap topped up to the top for all of my guests. So whether it's like a new small bottle or, you know, we, we refill those, but that's like one of my requirements. Everything has to be refilled at each turn. Um, Cause I just don't want that used feel. Right. And so I was pretty shocked about that. But the thing that came out of that when I shared this at Vacation Rental Boot Camp this last year, when we had it in Santa Cruz, we were going through the results of the survey and one of the attendees said, oh, we only changed the sponge once a month. It never even dawned on me. And so that to me was, made this survey all worthwhile. I'm like, wow, if I could just, through these statistics, show sometimes you just don't think about stuff. You're so caught up in everything else that's going on with your vacation rental. You know, it's such a small thing, but makes such a huge difference. So that I thought was a really interesting outcome. Um, One, because I was surprised so many people were doing that. But two, because I think that that's going to be a real eye opener for other people. The rest of the stuff, how many toilet rolls you're leaving, towel sets, things like that. I mean, you know, it's a good guideline and baseline for people that are new and they're not sure what to do because these questions come up all the time in the forums. Another one was uh, robes. It's kind of a luxury and an extra nice to have. Only 18% of people provide robes at their vacation rental. I thought that that was, you know, a really interesting statistic if you really kind of want to blow your guests away, provide robes, right? It's a small thing. It's an extra when it comes to laundering and things like that and managing but if you could do it, that's, you know, kind of a nice to have. The other statistic that really isn't in here, because, you know, when you're building these surveys, it's one thing. And then once you get the results, you're like, uh, I should have asked this a different way, right? I mean, that's just, you learn a lot by creating these surveys. But one of the questions I asked was, I provide the following for my guest convenience. So it was like dishwashing, soap, coffee, laundry detergent, travel size, toiletries, tea, and you could check as many as you want wanted. I think only 1% of the people that answered weren't providing any of those things. Uh So the number one thing that they were providing is dishwashing detergent. The second thing was coffee. The third was laundry detergent at 62%. Travel size toiletries, 54% were providing those. Tea, 54%. Large economy size bottles of toiletries, 38%. Makeup wash towels, 34% were providing those. Personal care kits with cotton balls and Q-tips, 27% were providing those. Single-use makeup wipes, 27% provide those. Toothpaste, 25% provide those. Toothbrushes, 23% provide that. Mm -hmm. Shower cap, 12%. Mouthwash, 10%
0: what's that telling you what um what you know as a hospitality provider yourself what does that tell you
1: well i mean i think that that is a good a good sign right i mean i think that people are realizing that there are some certain basics that they need to provide for their guests Um, and for those who are just starting out it gives them a really good idea of what they should be providing I haven't really published these yet. So probably come up with another blog post that we could publish these. We could throw some of them on, you know, below on, uh, uh, on your page. It's also telling me that we're becoming more advanced as hospitality providers. And so that was a really nice outcome for me to see, because that's basically what I was building my business, what I build my business around. Right. So it's like legitimate. This is what people are doing. And it just makes it easier for the guests, right? Nobody wants to go buy dishwashing detergent or laundry detergent when they're on vacation. Right. And that's, you know, I talk a little bit about that in my hospitality guide, but you know, it's just such a small little, um, token that you could leave for them when they're staying at your place. It's really kind of a no brainer for me. Like for me, I, I love the pods for the laundry detergent because it's managed. It's a managed quantity. I would use those for my dishwashing detergent also. Tea and coffee. That's a really nice to have, right? To leave behind. You know, being in the tropics, that's hard for me. So I don't, I do not leave those. Um, and then toiletries, right? That's, that's another nice to have. People don't want to travel with that or a hairdryer and, you know, it's a small convenience that you can leave for guests.
0: It's interesting, you know, Alana, I've been in the business since 1990-something. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I started out, particularly starting out in Canada, it was, you know, it was the ba- most basic of the basics that, uh, that owners provided, which was simply, if you, if you know, if you had a TV with a set of rabbit ears, then you were very, very fortunate. And it was really no more... Than uh, you know camping with a hard roof, and it's been really interesting to see the evolution of of the business over the last you know, 25 years or so, and of course you know 25 that's a long long time, so uh, of course it's going to evolve into something far more sophisticated, but in in you know in certain areas, and I know that in in my area of Ontario, some of these these old concepts still apply and I was reading um, a note from a new owner this morning to us saying I I don't intend supplying anything you know no linens no towels no no toilet rolls no kitchen towel can you imagine that yeah and that
1: is going to get people in trouble when it comes to their reviews right because so many people are now providing that sort of those basics that when somebody doesn't, it's, you know, going to just, people are going to be uh, disappointed is really what they're, and that's what they're going to remember, right?
0: So you need to show that owner
1: the survey,
0: Heather. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Expectations, uh, you know, guest expectations have risen accordingly over the years. And of course, guests are far more savvy now. They've, they've had other vacation rental experiences and they will look at every new experience based on the best of the previous ones. That's what they're looking for. My response to any new owner now is you supply everything. So, you know, if you're worried about the cost, build it into the rate. If you're providing a fabulous experience and you start to get some great reviews, even if your rate is higher than your neighbor, you're going to get the bookings.
1: Absolutely true. You know, I totally agree with that 100%. You're going to see your occupancy go up. You'll be able to charge a little bit more and it's going to make it more worthwhile you know say also that the the business has evolved so much because there are all these support companies right like i started my business where that never really was uh, that didn't exist prior to me starting the distinguished guest um obviously i'm not selling those products anymore but i think i mentioned to you i'm helping out the folks at a bundle they basically have a very similar shop to what I had, um, except they're backed by the power of American Hotel Register, right? So now, you know, they've been around for like a year and a half and dipping their toe in the water and kind of really understanding the market, but they're relaunching their website and adding a bunch of new products and educating the industry. So with all of these you know, experts coming into the market, I think that there are reliable resources out there for owners. And that's a beautiful thing.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So I put a, a note out on, the, in, in the Formula Club, in the Vacation Rental Formula Club, and I said I was going to be talking to you and asked the question, you know, is there anything <laughs> I should be asking Alana? And I got some responses. Thank goodness I got some responses. So, okay, so the first question that I thought was really, really great from Billy O'Sullivan from uh, PMI. I interviewed um, Billy uh, a week or so back about Uh, property management inc and the fantastic job he's such i mean you know you know billy he's such an enthusiastic and really motivational kind of guy and and he is really making some huge inroads into creating small professional management companies and and i love what he's doing so his question was he'd like to hear what your best practices would be for new professional managers with no formal hospitality training. And I'm interested in that, too, because I, when I started my company back in 2003 here in Ontario, I had no clue about hospitality. And as I've just said, it was all pretty basic here anyway. So At that time, the only way was up. But now it's more of a level playing field and and, you've, and the bar is set really high. So, what should a new professional manager be doing when they're starting out to, to get to the height of that bar and then exceed it?
1: Yeah, that is a really good question because what we've talked about earlier is that there's just not a ton of information out there about this modern hospitality, right, with this home sharing community. Um, so, for most people, it really comes down to trial and error. And this is exactly why I created my, my guide that I was telling you about that I sent to you, um, the Modern Hospitality Guide. And in that, we talk about everything from self management to hiring a property manager. And then we have, which is the real meat and potatoes of it, which is prepping your place. So much goes into getting your place ready for a vacation r- renter. It's not just, okay, you know, we have this house, let's just throw it up on, you know, one of the OTAs and see what happens. It's more than that. It's getting your place ready for guests, right? I mean, you just want to get all your personal stuff out of there. You want to have it pretty basic and simple for the housekeeping staff. um, So when they need to do quick turns, how you want to furnish it, um, you know, what are the essentials that you must have at your place So I think that, you know, learning and understanding that is really important. Um, You know, over the years, I don't teach cleaning. You know, Dirk Johnson is probably a really great person um, if you are a management company to kind of hire and come out and train your folks on kind of um, the back of the house sort of stuff. So I highly recommend him. He has a ton of knowledge around that. But for me, it comes down to like hacks that make things easier for a manager or an owner. Um. You know, we cover accessibility in our guide. Um, We have the amazing Donna Martinez help us with that. Something a lot of people aren't thinking about. Depending on your place, there are, you know, small things you could do. But if you're rehabbing, you know, there are more major things that you could do to provide accessibility to your place. Life safety thoughts. I mean, there's so much to cover there, right? That is like the number one thing that managers should be considering. If your place is friendly or not, business friendly, pet friendly, those are all additional bonuses that you can click on when you're, you know, working the algorithm, right? Just makes your place more searchable. Um, The other thing that we go into with the guide is the dark side of hospitality, right? It's not all perfection and perfect and easy, right? There are some pitfalls, people having parties, people ha- having more guests than what your maximum occupancy is and how to deal with that sort of stuff. So it's teaching them the good and then it's also teaching them the things that they need to watch out for, like the pitfalls and things like that.
0: When I've looked at this myself, I, you know, as a property manager, and, and it's something that we've sort of explored over the years and a lot of trial and error. And um, for me, it's systems. It's having a system for Absolutely everything. And certainly for for professional managers, when you're starting out, then it's a system for educating owners because it's fine to have all this knowledge, but you need a way of getting that across to the people that are going to be providing the product for you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. And having those processes documented and in place for your management company is so important.
0: It all, it all really comes back to, to education. Let me give you another question. Maura Paler asked, what are the best practices for managing housekeeping and housekeepers? Cause it's, it's all well and good having all these processes and, and having, uh, you know you, you know what you want your place to look like and how you want your guests to perceive it and experience it when they walk in the door. But what happens if, you, if you're not doing it yourself, if you're remote? Now, I know that you're remote from your place in Kauai. Um, so how do you manage that?
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is a big one for me. When I first started out, when I had my place in Lake Tahoe, I actually um, was in a situation where the cleaners didn't clean. You know, things fall through the crack. It happens to you once, and then you put procedures in place. So for me, I always laugh. I'm going to just digress a minute. I always laugh when I say these people online in these forums who say how they're looking for passive income, so they're going to do a vacation rental. I'm like, actually, it's like so far away from passive, and if you're going to be a passive owner or manager, then this probably isn't the right business for you. Because it really comes down to communication and setting expectations. So the procedure that I put in place after we missed that cleaning was I text message with my cleaner every single time there is a back-to-back clean. Hey, just want to make sure you're there. You know, any issues with the house so that I know she's there. And it takes time to do that. I get it. But... I'm never gonna miss a clean like that again. And so those are some of the procedures that I've put in place. Our form of communication is text, so that has worked really well for us. Um, you could also use things like the Pearly app, right, to add an additional layer of communication and document it uh, as well. But for me, it's just setting those expectations, right? And it's not just, okay, here's my place, clean it. It's me with my cleaner, This is my expectation. This is what I want. It's, you know, here's what I want left out for the guest. It's having lists, laminating them. I have an owner's closet. You know, put that on the back of the door. Here are my expectations, right? And stuff falls through the crack. I mean, I hosted someone this last year. They were a super host. And lo and behold, my cleaner forgot to leave out all the extra supplies on that turn. And that's okay, right? And, I, you know, I just have to tell myself stuff happens. I'm not perfect, you know, and we did the best we could to manage the situation. She came over with a ton of supplies the next day after checking because they checked in late and that was that. Um, so forgive yourself and give yourself grace because it's not a perfect world. But, you know, putting in protocol for each of your properties or your management business is probably number one. So that includes, you know, having some sort of manual for your cleaners. Um, For me, I just have one property, right? So that's just kind of laminating a few signs in my owner's closet here or there with checklists. Um, And, you know, communication. And for me, that just comes through text. So
0: it comes back down to communication and education. It seems like it's, you know, if if you've got those two in place, you're communicating well and you're educating well, then... that, that that is cutting out so many of the loopholes.
1: Exactly. And I always tell, you know, other owners and managers, look at your reviews, your reviews don't lie. And if people are not commenting about how spotless your place is and how clean your place is, then you need, that's a red flag to me. I know it's very subtle but I get tons of positive reviews on how clean my place is and my, how comfortable my bedding is, right? So to me, of course, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's music to my ears. But if you're getting bad reviews about how clean your places are or no reviews, that is a red flag. I also pay my cleaner a living wage. And I pay a flat fee for every clean. Sometimes she's out of there and, you know... Four hours, sometimes she's there for eight hours, right? So it's just kind of balances out at the end. And I always give her a really nice bonus at the end of the year because without that person watching out for my house and taking good care of it um, at a living wage, they're not going to... People want to be compensated for a job well done.
0: I've seen on the forum people saying, you know, I I can get away with this with my cleaner. You know, I can pay under minimum wage, and, and I just do not understand this. I started out, never called my cleaner a cleaner when I interviewed her. You are becoming my hospitality manager. Yes, and I like that. That made, just made her feel so good, and it really, really worked. You know, she, she'd answered an ad, or in fact, I'd seen an ad in a local store with somebody saying, oh, you know, I can clean your house. And I thought, well, I'll get around and see what she does, and – whether we get on or not, and we got on really, really well. She was cleaning my own house, and then I said, how would you like to be my hospitality manager for the cottages? You could see by the expression on her face that actually just using that name, hospitality manager, instead of cleaner, made such a massive difference, and it changed the way she looked at what she was doing. Absolutely. I love that.
1: I'm going to use that. I'll give, you some, I'll give you all the credit in the world for that, but I love that. <laughs> It's so true. I value my hospitality manager so much. She is truly amazing. Um, one other thing I just want to point out that I also do is that I have, in addition to um, her, I have a handyman that goes through my property once a month. He does all the stuff that, maybe some of the harder jobs, like deep cleaning the barbecue. Don't leave that for yeah. my cleaner has enough to do. She does not need to do that. Right. That is like a tough scrubbing job. Um, I don't want her to have to worry about replacing batteries and he has to come in to do the door lock anyway. So he replaces all those, the smoke detector, the carbon detector. And then they give me a nice invoice at the end of each month. And all these things that they've done are documented on there. So it takes some stuff off of her plate. So she never has to change a light bulb or think about any of that. I never have a guest complain that light bulbs are out. You know, everybody has their job. I mean, similar to a hotel, right? A hotel doesn't have their cleaning staff doing maintenance jobs. So it's something to just really think about when you're building your pit crew who is helping you out with your property. It's also a second set of eyes on your property. And a lot of times they work together because I have a ton of back-to-backs so they know each other. They both know my property at such a like intimate level in the sense of, you know, they're there all the time. So when something goes wrong, they see it and they're able to, you know, get things fixed quickly on a quick turnaround. Plus, if something breaks when I have a guest there, my handyman's there within an hour because he values the relationship he has with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that's a great tip. Alana, look, we're coming, we're coming close to at the end of our time, and I want you to, to um, just share a little bit more about your modern hospitality guide that you've created. So, you know, I've taken a look at it. It looks really comprehensive. Can you just tell everybody who it's for and where they can get hold of it?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so this guide is really, you know, it's beneficial to vacation rental owners, hosts, and managers could say it's more focused towards owners, but um, in the sense of we talk about how to hire a good property manager and then also how to self-manage. Um, but that's also good information for a property manager, right? Because then they know the questions that they might be receiving from an owner who's coming to them. I've interviewed tons of managers in the past in my commercial real estate career. So I provide a lot of actionable tips to how to actually go about interviewing managers. Um, And there's a ton of questions in there that everybody should be asking um, to vet these managers. So um, from that perspective, it works for everybody. Um, And then I talk about how to manage self-manager property. So I talk a little bit about the handyman, you know, I should change it to hospitality manager. So the cleaner, I talk a little bit about that. I and mean, all the, the things that you want to have in place as an owner, especially somebody starting out who might not know, right? What happens when there are emergencies? You know, that's like the number one thing you need to consider. How do, you, how do I deal with operations? So I touch a little bit about that. And then I also drip in some statistics. Also talk about insurance. So like the importance of home checks. We also talk about prepping your place. So for like someone like Billy, this would be great for his crew, right? Here's what Here are the must-haves that you must have at these properties. When you're setting them up, here's what you want in the kitchen. Here's what your peers are doing. They're leaving two rolls of toilet paper, paper towels in the kitchen. And 72% are leaving dishwashing detergent, right? Those are good statistics. That to me, if I was reading through this, I'd say, okay, this is something that we need to leave. Um, We have checklists for deep cleaning, regular cleaning that property managers can take and customize. And just a bunch of tips for setting up your, your bedrooms, your living rooms, your kitchens. Um, of course, the bedding. I go in, uh, I dive deep into that section because, as you know, that's kind of my passion. So we talk a lot about that um, and what you really should be doing to create your, your beds. And we talked about accessibility. So it just, um, you know, is kind of a basic overview of what you should be providing at your vacation rental.
0: It's really comprehensive, and I know if if, um, if you go to uh, the uh you'll be able to find the link to that um, hospitality guide and read a little bit more about it. Um, so, Alana, when is your next boot camp going to be? Our next uh, boot camp is Oct- October 24th
1: through 28th. And we're doing it in St. Louis, Missouri, so close to Tyann, middle of the country, so should make it pretty easy uh, because it's like kind of a central location. So we're hoping to, you know, get those seats filled up really quickly. We're having an early bird special that's going to end at the end of May. So hoping to get as many people signed up before summer. As you know, that makes it people disappear. So we're excited about that. So we're trying to get them motivated to to get going and sign up and hopefully we'll have a great turnout again this year.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, I'll put a link to that as well. Uh, Alana, thank you so much for joining me. It's always, I love to talk about hospitality. I think, you know, it's, it's something when I started in this business, wasn't really something that, that anybody saw as important. And now it really is the number one issue that, uh, that we, we really need to think about as, as hosts and owners and managers before we even think about marketing. Totally agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Heather. We'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you so much, Alana Schroeder of The Distinguished Guest, for sharing your hospitality insights with me. I know as I prepare my apartment for rental, I'm going to be delving into the Modern Hospitality Guide and taking on board a lot of the advice and recommendations that she has in there so on that note uh, alana is giving away one of her modern house hospitality guides and that's going to go to the person who could go on to the vacation forward slash vrs 279 so just just go to our website and go to the podcast and you'll find the show notes and, in the comments there, we want to hear your hospitality hacks. What is the thing that you do that makes your guests the happiest? What is it that most of them write in their reviews? The thing that really impacts them in a big way and I know one of the things that that used to come up over and over again in my reviews was the fact that when people arrive at the property there's music playing and we always tuned the music in usually to a soft classical channel nowadays you know talking about raising the bar higher we we would try and find out what our guests musical taste is and and make sure that the music is tuned to that genre of music you know that really is taking it to the next level so as I say, yeah, we want to hear your hospitality ta- hospitality hacks. So go on over to the show notes and let us know and uh, Alana's going to sift through those, find the best one and send you a modern hospitality guide. So that's it for this week. I'm I'm not going to go shoveling snow. I'm done with I say I'm done with shoveling snow. I've done none of it so far this year, but I'm not about to start. So I'm going to sit tight indoors until the sun comes out, melts a bit more, and I can actually get out of my driveway. And uh, I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental
1: Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.